Ready? Play it as loud as you can. <laughs> All right, you land lovers, Xander here. Z A N D E R, bringing you the OPB theme song. I hope you're ready for this. Okay, go. <laughs> Okay, everyone, this is the OPB Podcast, Episode 1. Now, today, we have a bunch of people because it's our first time. So, to talk, we have Rexy. He is the owner of the TeamSpeak channel that we're using to do this. And, yeah, he's a long-time OPB member. Next, we have Lizard. He is an admin on OPB, and the main reason why we are doing this. Next is Drew. He's a new guy on the bay. He's looking like he can really help. I don't know. Don't know much about Drew. Next we have Gin, long time role player, long time OPB member. Um Going Mary is not here. Next we have Jinse, an RP mod on OPB. And long time role player as well. Kasha, also known as Snowflake on OPB. And don't know much about him either. <laughs> the one who came up with this idea. 
for the OPP podcast. He is here. Next is Kyotsu, another long-time role player and long-time OPP member. Kiko, aka Blizzard's Kitten, um, she's here. Next we have Link. Um, he's also an OPP moderator, long-time role player, and is it New Zealander. Monet. <laughs> Next is Monet. She's been on OPP for a while. She mainly does marquee games and long-time OPP member. I am Trap. I do random things. I'm an RP narrator on OPP. And I've been role-playing for not as long as everyone else, but pretty long. Next is Whitebeard, our global mod of OPP, who decided to join us today. And next is Zombie, another admin of OPP. And yeah, so those are the introductions. Let's get on to, let's get everyone to just say hey. So first we have Rexy, say hey. Hello, afternoon. Blizzard. Hey guys. Joe. Yeah, hey everyone. Ken. Sup. Jinsei. What's good? Kasha. Hello. Okay, so I did the hot key thing, but... Uh... That's Kazuto, everybody. <laughs> Next is Kiyotsu. Hello, everyone. Kiko. Hello, everyone. Link. Moo. Mane. Hello. Whitebeard. What's going on? And if zombies here? Nope, zombies going to get smokes. Okay, I am the MC of this. So our first topic, Mafia Games. Blizzard is the next Mafia Game host. So Blizzard, what is this Mafia Game going to be about? It's um, based on um, Psychopath and anime I just like finished watching. It's a very awesome anime. If somebody hasn't watched it, they should. And uh, it's going to be very interesting. You guys are going to love it after the first night phase ends, and it's going to be really surprising, because I don't think anybody has done what I'm trying to do in this game. It's kind of different than what we have been playing before. So yeah, who's who's taking part in the Mafia game? Is anybody here? I think a few of us are. I'm definitely in it. I'm um, anyone else taking part? Well, I'm subbing. It might just be me and Link, but... Uh... All I know is that I'm probably the newest member to the Bay out of all of us here today, and I really found Mafia uh, for the first time on One Piece Bay, and it's been super easy to get used to it. So if you're interested in Mafia or One Piece, you should check out. For those of us who don't know what Mafia for those of us who don't know what Mafia is, why don't you give a short explanation? Yeah, so Mafia game is like uh, it's uh, kind of. Uh, from a game where you like sit in a gathering and uh, each person is assigned a role. It's either a town side or a mafia side. The town side have to User figure out to your channel. The town side have to figure out who is who are the mafia because mafia players are hidden in the town. They are disguised as town. And at, in the night phase, they can talk with each other and decide what actions they are going to take and they're going to like try to kill the town people before they get spotted out and get killed. I found two really good ways to describe Mafia. The first is if you're a manga fan, manga fan, if you've ever heard of the series Doubt, it reminds me a lot of that series. There's one person who's going undercover, or more people in the case of Mafia games, who's undercover trying to kill everyone else, and everyone else has no idea what anyone else's affiliation is, but they're just trying to get rid of the one person who is uh, killing everyone. The yeah. second method, the second method, or the best way that I've heard it described, is that it's a game between an uninformed 
majority versus uh, informed minority. So the minority, being the mafia, know who everyone else is and what their roles, uh, what their affiliation is. But the town members have absolutely no idea of anyone else's User affiliation. They have no prior knowledge of the game, of the roles. Yeah. for me. Go ahead. I like the mafia because, well, somehow. The roles or the themes or what we call them as flavors make it very interesting. Some hosts make it as as simple as possible, but some make it very complicated and thus makes it a lot more enjoyable for the rest of us. Do you guys have any updates about the Grand Mafia game? Like what's going on? I don't think so. Has anything happened yet in the Mafia game? In the first day phase? Uh, No, not really. First day phases are always quiet. It's everyone just kind of saying hello and getting used to each other. And then after that, the game picks up really quickly. You start suspecting everyone and trying to make cases against people that you think are suspicious. And in the end, sometimes it ends up turning on you and gets you killed for trying to make a case. It's a very uh, cerebral game. Now, you you mentioned that uh, the game can change in complexity depending on who's hosting and the flavors they introduce. How does this... uh, how do you think this affects people who have played the game before and want to come into it on, say, a really complicated game? For me, I think that if you're familiar with the theme or the flavor, it will make you um, go through the themes or some setups a lot easier rather than if you're not familiar with it. Like, for example, if it's themed around One Piece, of course, those who watch or read One Piece would find it easier to distinguish the roles that are possibly included in the game but for those who are not um they would have to i think at least get through a crash course through the theme itself also we have also we have a mafia academy where new members just play with the basic rules and there's nothing fancy going on in the mafia academy so you could try to learn the game and there are short games and then once you're accustomed to the actual thing you can move on to the bigger games and try with multiple complex themes yeah, the Academy is definitely worth checking out if you've never played it before. It just cuts the game down to its simplest form, um, tries to make it as standard as possible so that it doesn't get any more complex than necessary, and just gives a very, basically thorough introduction to what it is and how the game is played. Yeah, um, it's we like also have, Sorry, uh, we also have mini Mafia games in addition to the Mafia games. So there's always usually a, at least a couple games going on. Um, I'd say definitely check it out, guys, if you've never heard of it. I appreciate the introduction for someone who's never played before. Um, how easy is it to be introduced to uh, the Mafia games? Uh, Liz has been talk to, talk to, talking to me about it, but uh, I just have no clue on how to begin, and I feel a little intimidated in how to start. Yeah, you Mafia have watched... games are very intimidating. I um, remember... Most people, most people um, take the game seriously, and um, I get very intimidating about intimidating about it. You just gotta just get in there. Just try. And if you die on the first night, you die. I've, I've died plenty of times. I have a curse. I'm always mafia. It's sad. The important thing to remember is that it's it's a game. You're doing it to have fun. And so don't worry about like trying to fit in or say say the right thing in the first in your first game. You just kind of want to put yourself out there and say, you know, I'm new to the game, but I'm here to learn and here to try. It's actually very simple. Uh, you have watched uh, Psychopaths, right, again? Yeah, I just started it, and that's one of the great things about the Mafia games, is that, like Monet was saying, there's all kinds of different themes depending on the host, and a lot of the games that I've played here on OPB have been uh, based off of manga or manhwa that I've never read or seen before, and they've introduced me to some great series, especially this one that uh, Blizzard just started with uh, Psychopaths. 
Yeah. Can ha- you have watched it, right? What? Can you repeat the question? You watched uh, Psychopaths, right? Long before you. Yeah. I actually suggested it to you. But yeah. So it's kind I did? of the I did, yeah. It's kind of the thing that uh remember uh Makshima is the dude, the bad dude and everybody's trying to find him. So Yes. So you just have to be good at lying if you're a mafia and you have to try and blame everything on other people. Sounds like real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually new to it as well. I haven't played it yet, but I've actually read over it. And what I can tell from it so far, at least in its simplest form, is that it's basically two teams, the mafia and the townies. And you're basically supposed to pick out the most suspicious people, and you're supposed to vote to get them lynched. And I think you're supposed to win whenever you get the whole of the team lynched. Right, that's correct. Or you get just on like me and lynched straight away. I think I get what Gin is saying, that it can be intimidating for first-time players, but then I think that you just have to take the plunge of the game. Sometimes it can be a bit confusing, but then most of the players are very accommodating and can really help you get through it if it's your first time or if you're quite uh, lost in between the whole thing. As I said, like I'm a very new member here, so you don't need to worry about being intimidated by the people playing because... More often than not, they're going to be very accommodating and very uh, helpful, giving hints or giving uh, definitions of terms or things you might not have heard that are specific to the game. Um, Definitely. I know nothing about the game whatsoever, but it reminds me a lot of a series um, I followed for a little while called Danganronpa, which, um, yeah, it just sounds very, very similar to that, which the the premise is it's um, like a bunch of students in a school and they have to murder each other to get out and... If they get away with a murder, then the rest of the students are killed afterwards. But if they're discovered, then they're killed. God, yes, I love that anime. And yeah, it's a lot like it. Yeah, so we've talked about a new person starting playing Mafia. Now, with hosts, as a host, I've hosted a Mafia game myself. What do you guys think? Do you have more fun hosting or playing? Because I had a lot of fun hosting and just messing with the character roles that I gave people and the abilities that could be used. So what kind of abilities do you try to do? Things that'll mess with people? Things that'll kill more people? Or just a funner game for the townies or the mafia? I think as a, as a host, you want to try and keep it as, as even as possible. You want to make it so that either team can do well depending on how they play. Uh, like I said, I'm new to the game, but I've, I've hosted a handful of academy games. And like just recently, I made a theme game for the academy about uh, based on the Marvel series. So the two Mafia members were Galactus and Silver Surfer, and they were coming and invading Earth. And basically the heroes were the town members. They had to try and stop the invasion of Earth by Galactus and Silver Surfer. Um, and, and, and to your question, Trap, I kind of like catering roles. I know that a lot of people randomize who gets what role, but I do like to hand them out as I see fit. Cool, cool. So for me, I think uh, I like hosting games. Well, as for me, I think I like hosting more because... I know I did some failures before in hosting, but then making the roles or customizing it and seeing how people deal with it or how they manipulate it is interesting. It makes me look forward to what kind of actions they're going to take after the user in your channel timed out. Uh, what? I, th- I think we I think we've lost Monet. Uh, yeah, must have got cut off. But personally, I think that you gotta in order to host well, you need to know how to play the game. And there is one uh, specific benefit that I've definitely seen from hosting is you get to see how people that you are not e- easily able to read, you get to see how they play a certain role that you give them. 
I was actually going to say going to say the same thing because uh, if you are doing something like really twisted, <laughs> like I'm doing in this game, you can enjoy to your channel. what other people are going to do. Like what they're doing, it's really sometimes really funny or sometimes uh, interesting to see how they come about doing what they do, like lynching and all that. And yeah, it can get get really interesting. But I also like playing as a mafia. Uh, just a bit of a warning. As a host, there is a bit of a sense of, uh, I don't know, you have a power over everyone that you get to kind of, they, it seems like you're looking at them from above, like you're seeing how they orchestrate with each other, and you're kind of just impartial, you're not really involved. Yeah. So basically, if sense. you're the host, it's one huge game of The Sims, and you get to choose who you're going to drown by taking away the ladder and the swimming pool. Exactly. 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 Yeah. <laughs> then I definitely play the host. <laughs> so, when I get back, you want to Carry on what you're saying. No. no, I don't think. Okay. Well, we've lost Nene, I think. So we actually so we take have... turns uh, while hosting. So if you want to host, you just have to like uh, submit your name and what team you're going to host, and then we add to you, to add you to the list. Then we go by it. So whenever your your turn, you can host. And just I guess as a final thought before we move on to our next topic is if you've never played or you're not even a member of One Piece Play but you know Mafia definitely check out our Mafia section because the people are friendly and the games are very fun. For me, the reason why I stay with OPB is because of the Mafia. The Mafia uh, group there is very accommodating and they're all very nice people. If you want to try, we would like new members to try it too. So there. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. But our next topic is the RP. Now we do have a few mods here and people who RP. So first question would be, how did everyone like the last event? I'm guessing. You gonna say? At the risk of being overly critical, I think the last event is best looked at as an experiment to see how players interact with each other on a large scale. Now we that. As a non-RPer, can you guys explain what the last event was? Um, Blizzard, you are the main idea guy behind all the events and stuff? Yeah, so uh, the last event was uh, basically crew battles. Uh, what we did was, uh, until like the last event, we were making everyone form a crew and at least get few groups going. And then we had an application thread where everyone signs up with their crew members. And then we assigned each crew a task to do. First, it was like a crew battle thing, which didn't really go well because it was, as Kyoto said, it was like a test run. And then uh, since it was get- getting quite cloudy because everybody was going towards more, more towards the arguments in the fight instead of the story, what we did was we teamed each group uh, to fight a NPC. NPC are basically non-playable characters, and they're controlled by mods or or admin, and they're very powerful. So one NPC would be like a pacifista or uh, a revolutionary leader or close to a leader. I mean, not not the leader. Yeah. So what they do is um, they fight the crew, and the crew has to survive certain posts or be good at replying or continue a story type team and they get a reward based on how good they do so it was both uh players versus each other and players versus admins or mods right it it seemed to begin as players versus each other but as you said um whenever you put something on the line i feel um such big increases in an event it will inevitably end with um a lot of scrutiny to each move people being very technical on each technique they're using and the way they make their post um i do think the 
idea with fighting a moderator as a team was um, a much better basis for it compared to fighting each other. I think the next one, uh, I'd be, I'll try to be more organized with the crew battles. This one was, this one really helped me understand like how people will actually fight when there are crew, crew battles going on. And, uh, one thing, one mistake I would say that I did was, uh, I allowed other people to create threads and decide rules for themselves when they were fighting each other. And that really led to, uh, some people like trying not to change the rules or get advantage or not agree on certain rules. So I try to make everything myself and then like uh, force them on, in a surrounding where they can just enjoy the battle instead of thinking about or worrying about the rules. Uh, I, I'd like Aaron to say something about it. <laughs> I was waiting on the call out. But uh, yeah, like you pretty much said, it was a really, really, really good test run to see exactly how you know everybody would operate within a crew battle. Uh, being a leader of my own crew, I find that it's best for me to like delegate and just sit back and let my crew do what they're going to do and see how they operate instead of me actually engaging and trying to do everything on my own. Because, you know, that's not really what a leader is supposed to do. You're supposed to help your crew progress and they, they push you up the ladder, not you do everything for yourself. Like, you know, how pretty much Luffy was doing and everybody else is just almost background players with the exception of Zoe. And you learn that it can't just be you doing it by yourself. You can't protect everybody. Sometimes they need to protect you. So that's what I feel like I learned when I was doing that. But as far as future events, I'm pretty sure uh, things will be way more organized as far as, uh, you know, how exactly things are going to get done and who's assigned to what. And fighting will be easier. I myself, I know for a fact that I won't be doing too much fighting. I'm just going to be sitting back and chilling, do more mod stuff than I am actually RP. I'm um, just another comment on that. Yeah, I saved and saved in the first part of the second. In the third event, just saying. Uh, so just as like a general question, I know I'm not really big in the RP community, but would you say that if people are hearing this and hearing about One Piece Bay for the first time, that you would say uh, anyone welcome, regardless of knowledge of One Piece or even experience with roleplay stuff? I would yes. like to answer this one. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, I have absolutely no knowledge of One Piece. I knew next to nothing when I started the MP. I, have, uh, I do have arcane experience from tabletop games, playing Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, through my knowledge, other experience. But as far as One Piece goes, I knew next to nothing. Yeah, the RP itself is pretty accessible in that you don't really need to know anything about One Piece in particular to play. But that having that background knowledge, I have to, I have found helps a lot in understanding in the uh, the events that's going on. I've uh, I've consulted the wiki, the wiki uh, a lot over the last year or so, and as my knowledge has increased, I understand a lot more of the intricacies that go into. Uh, in that aspect, I would say that the OPBRP is, it's fairly simple to pick up, but it's very difficult to master. Would you say that uh, since you started RPing on the site that you've picked up One Piece at all? Um, yes and no. Uh, no, he's a lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are aspects of OP that I do really like. Uh, compared to major shonen anim- uh, anime that are popular right now, like uh, Bleach and Naruto, 
I feel like the, the theme and the atmosphere of One Piece is far more accessible and accepting to everyone. But at the same time, as someone who's uh, story-driven, and don't get me wrong, uh, the plot of One Piece is fantastic. Something about it just doesn't sit well with me, personally. And so I have a hard time getting into the anime because it doesn't immediately capture my attention. And when the anime is, I don't know, four or five hundred episodes long, and the manga is six hundred, or six hundred chapters, if you're not immensely interested in it, it's a daunting task to even try to start. I think we're actually approaching eight hundred chapters and six hundred episodes, or seven hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah I, think I, so. that. I feel like I should someone... my opinion in what's going on. Is that I would I should say that trying to uh, get. Uh, access into therapy itself is very intimidating. Um, it took me at least two months uh, to begin uh, pretty much role-playing uh, when uh, Blizzard invited me. And making my uh, biography and all was very confusing, what exactly I had to do with uh, ETC, ETC. And uh, I had to like take a, le- a stand of leave uh, for like two weeks, two, three weeks, and I had just returned today because I was feeling pretty sick with... Uh, mononucleosis and there's some new rules going on with like relics and i don't know many stuff and it's really difficult trying to locate these things or uh, i spent at least a half an hour trying to find uh where the uh devil fruit inventory was and everything is very uh structured very uh it's not very accessible to uh uh very friendly accessible i should say i think kiyotsu is doing something for that but it's probably going to take some time Actually, actually, yes. Uh, we are currently working on a, uh, I guess you would call it a center pole. A single place you can go that has everything neatly organized. That will take you to a place to get the questions answered. But it, it will take some time to do it. Yeah, I would uh, suggest that. Was there not an extensive guide mode? already made? We're hoping to do something far more extensive than that. We want to... Uh, we want to, in a roundabout sort of way, uh, hold your hand through the introduction process, which, uh, as mentioned, can be intimidating for someone who is completely new to the site, new to RP, new to one piece of and make that process easier. And then as you uh, hopefully become a more skilled RP and more accustomed form, the guide won't have to hold your hand as much, but it can be used as a reference to questions in the group. So kind of like a, uh, an in-depth rulebook in the Xander just joined in, right? I'd like to ask him how. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm on the same boat on the fact that I know nothing about One Piece. Actually, on the side of episodes, the episode I'm actually on right now is where Luffy fights Crocodile. So I really don't know anything, but I think it's still possible to roleplay on the bay because the mods have done a good job at listing all the information that's needed. So I think as long as you have the patience to look it up and read it up real quick, and you actually look in the threads that show you it, that you'll eventually, not maybe like in two days, you can get it all down and learn how all it is. As far as roleplay experience, I think that's also as well, it's the same thing as flying. Cause I'm, there's like everybody said, there's plenty of friendly people on here. And I believe that even if you had all the knowledge of One Piece, but you had no knowledge of roleplay, you can find somebody that is willing to teach you how to roleplay. There's plenty of people that are uh, nice enough, at least. I literally just started, I made a character last week for the first time, and uh have no roleplay experience besides that, but I found that the mods are helpful and that um like I think maybe Kyoto said that uh the the information's all there. It's just sometimes a little convoluted to find what exactly it is that you're looking to get answered. 
I find the best method if you um, actually want to get help when you join the roleplay and you're unable to understand things would be to just ask someone. I mean, I come from a roleplaying background. I come from a site where I was roleplaying for a couple of years and I found it actually quite difficult to get into the One Piece, uh, One Piece Bay roleplay for, I don't know, a week or two because it was just a completely new layout than what I was used to. So I found finding stuff even harder. It's like the can't teach an old dog new tricks sort of thing. So I actually had to ask a lot of people to like show me where stuff is. I still do it now. I don't know where a lot of stuff is. I have to ask constantly. And yeah, I think you just need to approach it with an open mind and be willing to ask people for some help and you should be fine. With people asking questions, the mods don't look that scary, but if you don't really want to ask a mod, there's about eight to ten narrators that are on the bait. As a narrator myself, I get asked questions a lot. Um, yeah, just like come to any narrator, some of the teal username. Um, and there's also the FAQ. There's a few new subforms that have been made that has a few guidelines, but yeah, just asking narrators and mods is really the best thing. On a side topic I was interested in bringing up, um, we've talked a lot about story-driven roleplay. How does everyone here feel about the battle system itself? Like, does anyone have any sort of comments on how they find the battling on One Piece Bay, which is obviously a key part of the roleplay? I would actually like to suggest uh, Jinsei for this question. I feel like we would have a good piece of this. Damn, you all keep putting me on the spot. But, um, so yeah, uh, as far as battling is concerned, it's uh, fairly easy to understand as far as ranks and everything are concerned and what happens with what uh, I've made like a system myself to actually break fighting down for people to understand it's just a matter of them actually constantly doing it reviewing it over and over and over again um i do find that it's kind of uh easy to be reliant on techniques instead of actually freeform fighting like i know like gen and kiyotsu um tend to be more tailored to um, it's really easy to get into. It's just really, really going to take time and effort to actually sit there before you can actually call yourself, uh, like, I don't even want to say a master because I'm not even, I haven't even mastered everything yet. And I'm a mod. I'm still growing and learning new ways to do stuff. It just it depends on your time and patience and what you want to get done, what you want to achieve, and how you want to do it. And I think it's a, that's a very interesting thing. Uh, the RPers in uh, One Piece Bay, we all start uh, from the same rank. But the, uh, the experience we have outside of it, like uh, myself, Jinsei, and Jin, uh, we all have experience uh, playing tabletop games and stuff and such, so we understand how fighting works. Like, uh, like Jinsei mentioned specifically, free film. Uh, but then, Drew, I believe you said you're fairly new, didn't have much uh, uh, RP experience, so you may not have the same type of uh, background as we do. Uh, <laughs> and that does translate in that, even at equal level, when you have people who have experience, like people who don't, uh, you can see a clear difference in skill. But at the same time, the way the rank progressions work, uh, it, it lets, the system lets people of different skill levels filter each other out. So that eventually people of the script say, I'm finding people around my school level and not people who are fresh to the RP and have never played before. And as Jinsei mentioned, uh, we have all these uh, these techniques. They're, you know, they're your superpowers from the video game, these fancy special moves and finishers. 
And um, obviously you want to use them. I mean, they're your cool moves. But he mentioned freeform. And I think uh, by virtue of a, I believe we're a tier two text-based RPG, freeform is your bread and butter. Freeform is your, uh, it's where you learn your literature skills, how to control your characters, find movements. And ultimately, because your techniques are those special moves, they're scripted. Once you uh, use them, you can't vary from them. Uh, freeform is your best friend. It's how you get yourself in a situation that's best to use those special moves and how you get out of situations that are that far. And personally, that would be the skill I would suggest to everybody to attempt to master. You can never really master freeform because you'll always find something that's better. But the better you are, the better you tend to be in comparison to everyone else. Uh, there's, certain uh, there's certain difficulty in the freeform itself, though. Um, something that I have uh, found for like the past two years or so of uh, role-playing was that uh, people uh, people's uh, perception of what is going on in the reading depends a lot. And it's not only it's not only dependent on the uh, person who's writing it, because the person who's writing it could be like the best writer in history ever. But uh, if somebody uh, misreads what's going on, or not misread, sorry, but interprets uh, something differently, and therefore he communicates the way he's trying to like uh, uh, explain it to others, and then uh, he talks to a to a moderator, and he, the moderator says, "Oh yeah, I totally agree with you." Uh, then the uh, freeform move goes null for the person who was actually intended to do uh, to use it in a different way, and it's simply a misconception of things, and that could end uh, pretty terribly. I have lost a fight because of that, simply because so, uh, somebody misunderstood my move in a different way, and then uh, moderator read it and mistook it in another way, but uh, and I had I had a different purpose in the end. So it's something that. Uh, it, it it requires communic uh, a lot of communication, patience, and not a, not uh, bitching whatsoever. Because many people tend to bitch when uh, uh, trying to do freeform, which is something that has uh, uh, it is very unattractive. Yeah, I think I think that's what uh, Kyoto meant by saying that you have to master freeform. the The thing with freeform is you don't ha- only have to like uh, picture the thing that you're doing in your mind, but also convey it in words so that the other person understands exactly what you're trying to do and exactly at what location or what location you're hitting or something like that. And then they interpret it as what you were thinking. So the fl- uh, so the fight goes fluently and then you keep getting better at that. You just have to practice, I guess. Uh, I just want to know, I know we have a lot of non-native English speakers. How does that affect you guys in the role play since it's all... Um, written in English. So what uh, I'd like uh, Trap to answer that because he's a narrator and he does a lot of gradings and I think uh, what they they basically are assigned to help with that. Yeah, so now as a narrator um, sort of grading is basically all I do but so I'm always reading threads and reading people's battles and stuff and just one thing that always just sticks in my mind is people don't like, even if you're a non-English speaker, you can always read over what you've written, see if it makes sense to you. Um, a lot of people don't tend to do that. There's also plenty of things online, such as spell checks, grammar checks. Microsoft Word has its spell check that'll highlight stuff for you when it's wrong. Um, so yeah, just like, people don't do that. And that sometimes makes a grader not really want to do their job as much. 
sort of make it harder for other people. But um, yeah, just basically over rereading and stuff will help non English speaking people. Rereading, checking, and all that. I have a quick question. Continue, because for somebody who doesn't RP at all, um, would you say that it's pretty time consuming? It's as time consuming, in my opinion, as you are willing to make it. I mean, if you want to strive to be the best, or you know, among those sort of people, if that's your goal in it, it will consume time. I mean, there's no way to get something out without putting something in. If you're happy to just be story-driven and not really go for huge high goals and just sort of have some fun with the roleplay, you can put in as much time as you like. If you do want to become the best, then, yeah, you will have to put work in. Now, Drew, uh, you said you were new to the RP, correct? Uh, yeah, entirely. Just a couple weeks of experience. Uh, uh, before I go any farther, this question for you. Do you have any uh, background experience with other RPs in fighting or story? Uh, not really anything driven by my imagination, you know. I'm, I'm new to the whole creative writing thing entirely, so that's been uh, a bit of an adjustment for me in trying to start becoming uh, part of the roleplay community. Alright, and so now because you are so new, I think you're the best person to answer this question. I apologize for putting you on the spot. Uh, how do you feel even thus far your uh, your writing abilities have uh, stood up to the things you've uh, come to interact with and how do you think you've seen yourself improve and how have, have your your lack of experience or the level of your abilities affected the overall quality of your experience? Well, that's like eight questions, so I don't know if I'll answer them all, but uh... I'd have to say that for a while now, I've been, uh, even before I started or made my own character, I sometimes, you know, check up on the RP threads as they're posted. And I, uh, I, I guess in my writing, I've tried to mimic the, like, styles that I've seen in my own way, trying to put my own spin on it. And, um, I don't know, I've gotten positive feedback from the few moderators and narrators that have uh, looked at my material and every time I've written something there was, there's been positive comments about it and uh, constructive criticism on how to improve or what other kind of aspects to include in the writing. Um, I hope that answers your question. What else did I miss? Um, how does your writing level, how do you think has it uh, affected your qual- the quality of your experience? Um, I'm not sure that I could say that it's made much of an impact, uh, but I would say that it has kept me from getting rusty. I graduated from college recently and, you know, I'm not writing essays or papers anymore, so this keeps me active in in a way that I wouldn't be otherwise. Yeah, I'd like to add something. This this should have been, like, said in the start, but uh, the RP here is based on on a main thread that goes with the story. So what we have done is we have taken One Piece story and all the basic structure of One Piece, and we are like a hundred years in future. So every original character is actually dead, and we kind of reveal um, like bits of the old One Piece as a spoilers thing, but it's not actually happening in this One Piece story. It's like a it's our made up story of what One Piece would be if it was to end, and then. Um, so what our story is going after a hundred years is that um, there's still wor- there's still this world government, and then there's still revo- revolutionaries and marines and um, pirates, and all those people are still there. But now the 
positions that were held by the old yonkos and all uh like um my warlords and all that have been switched to the npc characters and you can actually gain those positions if you rank high up and then you can try to like maintain it or like rule an island or protect an island if you're a marine and yeah so basically this is how the roleplay works one question i did have regarding the roleplay is how do you feel it would be for a new role player coming in, if your primary goal was to be gaining high bounty, how do you think that would translate currently into the role play? In the sense of, we've got a lot of people with, you know, fairly high ranks, who are like the lowest people I know that aren't brand new or at sort of rank four to five. Um, how do you feel that would translate into an actual battle outside of an event if they really wanted to just try and rank up fast? Do you feel that they would stand a chance at all? I'd actually like to answer that. I like to answer that because I actually came here with a specific goal, and the specific goal I've set for myself is to actually be one of the best role players on the site. And like I said, I have no one play one piece experience, but I do have role play experience. I've been role playing for about eight years now, but the role play I've been doing is freeform. It's nothing like what it has here on the site, so it's really interesting. It's what got me into it. But I think for anybody that's joining new to it, if you can get to the role play, I actually like the idea because everybody starts at the bottom some way, and of course, if they were put against somebody who's already high ranked, then yeah, they'd have a disadvantage, but I think that's actually the fun of it. You actually get to see yourself grow, especially if you're new to roleplay like Drew. If you actually have no roleplay experience at all, it really helps you see improvement. I, I think it's actually part of the fun. Yeah, and we're trying to add uh, events. like So there were events that the other people took part in and they ranked up, and now we have mini events. I just actually posted it. It's basically allowing the new play- role players to uh, provide feedback about what happened in the previous em- events and what their character would have been doing in those events. And uh, and they can ran- rank up using that. Like, they can at least come to a point where they, they're able to give a good fight to the high rank people. Uh, something else I'd like to add is, um, as far as ranking up is concerned, it really depends on how you really want to go about it. I mean, you can really take a really long, long, long time to rank up and just, you know, RP to your heart's content and wait till an event and then gain your rank that way. And, or you could be a constant battle person. And you know, but you're not gonna win every single last fight. Nobody wins every single last fight. So ranking up that way, although can be quicker, isn't always necessarily going to be quick. Because I can sit here and RP with everybody that's on my level. I feel that's on my level, and I can lose every single last fight. And I just won't progress at all until the next event comes. So it just really depends on your skill level and who you pick as your opponents. I find that it's actually easier to kind of uh, look at what your skill set is versus a skill set of someone else that you have and pick it apart that way. For instance, if uh, you're a wrestler, you're a ground type person, you're restricted to the ground. There's no way in the world you're going to be fighting someone that can go in the air all the time. So you also are going to want to find a ground-ridden person. And that way, you know, it's like you're on an equal playing field. But if you're 
someone that is a flying type person or somebody that uses Roku Shiki, for instance, then you're going to want to fight somebody also that is on the ground and restricted to the ground because you can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. You can fight however you want. And that person can't do anything at all whatsoever. I don't really agree with that because I feel like every weakness has some way out of it, no matter what it is. Like, take if you want to do like Naruto, for example. I know it's not Naruto, but if you're in a Naruto roleplay, the typical thing, like if you were to have fire and wind against each other, the usual aspect would be that fire would win. But if you look at it, the weakness can be overcome just as you blow out the fire on a candle with just a simple breeze. So I don't agree that you should limit yourself on just who's in your same ground or the same area. I think it's all right to challenge yourself every once in a while as long as you're willing to know that in order to taste success you got to taste defeat every once in a while first so this is the original point um you're actually closer to the point i was bringing up almost in a way is when it comes to technique ranks and usages if you were to consider that you would need to be able in your style you would need to be able to overpower that person in the sense of if you were a new role player you don't have that option you will never have that option to overpower someone ranked ahead of you because they are faster stronger more durable and they have more powerful techniques so in a sense Jinsa is correct if you really wanted to be able to advance yourself you're going to have to pick your opponents wisely because you could fight the same person 10 15 times but with the difference in power alone not necessarily skill but just power you would probably lose every single time well, that's where the actual roleplay experience and the strategies would come in. Because I've actually seen people of very low power be people with higher power simply because they're a better roleplayer, period, and they come up with better strategies. In a sense, yeah, I do feel like you're right. If you're fighting somebody who's three ranks higher than you, then of course you're going to be at a great disadvantage. But I don't think that that disadvantage should be the only reason why you would automatically lose. Yeah, that, that was the issue of continue. It's like a champ. It's like... If you're gonna be started, everyone's off the floor. If you're gonna want to excel into the into the RP, you're gonna want to best people higher than you. Don't go crazy and go versing people six, seven ranks higher than you. But like, if you rank rank one or two, and you go for people rank four, because it's not. If you think you have confidence in your ability, then just go for it. Confidence is what makes you write better. Because if you have no confidence, then you're gonna be second guessing yourself, and you're just not gonna go in. So the main thing I would suggest there would be, um, while there are freeform methods, as discussed earlier, of blocking, deflecting, and avoiding certain things, um, there will always be a limit on your actual character's power level, per se. So if you're going to fight lots of people rank 4 and you're rank 1, um, you should probably be prepared to do something risky, like you know, you're going to have to consider taking quite a hard hit at some point if you do intend to get a win, because I feel that only if they were under a severe disadvantage that you would actually be able to hit them. I mean, in terms of a lot of people that invest heavily in the speed stat, if they're close to you and you do attempt to hit them, they're not going to have much difficulty avoiding your attack. But if you let them hit you first and they're in that sort of really close range, they, even though they're a lot faster than you, they don't have the same amount of time to react as they normally would. So you do have a much higher chance of hitting them then, but it's more you don't you should never be like a turtle role player who just tries to defend absolutely everything and never get touched i mean aside from the god modding stuff which it kind of infringes on you just shouldn't do it in general because you will end up getting beaten a lot i think kasha do you have a question well 
I'm kind of new at the RP uh, OBB, and I was wondering, since you guys were talking about how you guys level up with fighting, is there any chance that we can create support characters to help other characters with story or battle or anything like that and be able to level up their characters? That sounds like a, like a really good idea to me. Like, if I'm on an island and no one is my rank, but I do, like, some kind of errand or mission for someone who's an NPC, I can maybe get them to ally with me to fight against someone who is actually stronger than me that I wouldn't be able to handle on my own. So, is that, we don't, is that- yeah, so we don't really allow, like, uh, ranking up using just missions or, um, like, adventures, but... For a support character, it will be good if you want to rank up, you should take part in the events because event is like, you don't really have to fight to rank up. At the end of the event, everybody is given like a bounty increase uh, depending on how much they contributed to the event or how much, what actions they took that might change like the story of the entire roleplay that's going on. So yeah, if you want to be a support character, you should probably build around your skill profession and then try to take part in the events as much as you can to get the rank up. So, and I mean, you still can create uh, support characters uh, for like your story purposes, plots, as long as it doesn't directly support uh, the f- a fight against another uh, person who is act- an actual player. So uh, you can actually use create uh, you can create like a hundred or so NPCs and just create this amazing uh, story. As long as he doesn't uh, really, uh, as long as you're not actually making somebody fight against another person in an actual battle. Okay, so that answers your question. We'll move on. So we have a lot of talented people on the forums, not just for roleplay, not just for talents, but people who can make great art. And I think we have someone here to talk about, Kazuto. You want to talk about the GFX people on the um, basically, I wanted to address kind of like what the GFX section is all about. Basically, uh, there's a lot of talented people we have in our section, and we have these contests run sometimes weekly or on a monthly basis. And uh, it's basically to showcase your skills and um, to basically show what you got to everybody. And also, I believe that it, there is ways that we can improve the GFX section by trying to make it more active. But nonetheless, it is pretty good. What way would you suggest to make it more active other than the competitions that we have going on? Like more competitions or? Um, well, I suggested an idea to Blizz about a, a while ago. We were talking about like teams. And if we made like something for like graphics teams, like everybody was part of a team or you got selected to a team by certain captains. I thought that that would be pretty cool. And it could, uh, could be beneficial to people that are just starting off because you can learn a lot from people who've been doing it for years. Uh, actually, on that note, I've just started trying to work on my own uh, GFX stuff, and I've been introduced to some pretty uh, cool programs that have made it a lot easier to do the things that I want to do. So I wouldn't have had that opportunity without the GFX community on OPB. Now, the GFX section... Go about uh, the GFX se- uh, section... Uh, what was that? Well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, the GFX section, does it does it uh, include strictly pen and paper drawing? Is it electronic? Is it limited to any one specific type of media other than, I mean, obviously it has to be graphical. 
Um, I don't think it's limited to any one specific type of media. Uh, you can be an artist with anything, really. Like, uh, if you're a painter, that, that would be included in the GFX section. A drawer, you know, like virtual art, like Photoshop, Illustrator, things like that. It's not, it's not quite limited. There's just one specific area of design. Is it limited to just uh, pictures, or could it also be included in music or other types of media? That's a good question. I don't think I would be able to answer that. Probably Blizzard could answer that better than I can. What was the question again? Uh, I, I have no idea how to use or how to make any graphics. I have plenty of fans that will use Photoshop or GIMP, but I've never really had the art for it. The only thing I've ever been able to do art-wise is make music. Does that section include music, or is it solely for image creating? Actually, that's a good question, but I don't think we have any yeah, that, that that's actually that's creating like music. music. Well, then there's my job. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Just uh, one thing I've noticed throughout my time on OPB in the GFX section, I attempted to start making avatars and sig- uh, signatures and whatnot, but um, throughout my whole time doing it, there was so many helpful people, and people made guides, and Everybody was willing to help, so don't be afraid to ask somebody for help. I mean, that's really all I can say. Uh, something else that I actually wanted to uh, try to have incorporated into our RP as far as GIFX is concerned is actual battlegrounds for fighting. Like, I, I noticed that most people have to go and grab a picture off the internet or a comic or something and maybe use a Dragon Ball Z battleground or something like that and actually tailor that to their fighting in the forums and I would instead would like to have something where it's specific to each island or each town within each island that people have to fight on and things of that nature. I mean, yeah, we have uh, fights on the docks where you can clearly picture uh, you know, water and sand and boats and things of that nature. But if you can actually physically see it, it makes RPing a lot easier as far as you being able to tell someone where you are, what you're doing, and how it's being done, and things of that nature. Yeah, it's actually very fun to use graphic designing in roleplay, too. Um, I- I've been trying to, like, make my logs with the banners, and, yeah, you can add, like, story strips, stuff like that. I mean, it makes it, uh, illustration makes things easier to understand, too. Now, I know someone mentioned the fact that the VFX section had very helpful people and also sections for people who make guides. So my question, actually I have two, is has there been any specific skill that you have found in the guides that you find yourself using over and over again? And how about, uh, would the guides themselves serve as a good introduction to VFXing in general? Can you repeat the Basically, have you, uh, have you learned anything in the GFX section that you find yourself using again and again? And do you think the guides in the GFX section are of a good enough quality that someone who has no experience could pick up GFX using the data? So the guides and tutorials in the GFX section are basically such that if you are learning graphic designing and you're stuck on something or maybe you have an idea and you don't know how to actually create an illustration for it, you just go through the threads and they have these uh, nice methods. Like, for example, if you want to add a border around an avatar or something like that, uh, you go around 
in the threads and see how to add border or if you want to color a manga page they will have tutorials for that so it's it's certainly like it specifically depends on what you want to do and uh if you find it there or not and if you don't find it you can ask the graphic designing moderator or uh, or someone who's actively taking part in gfx discussion they'll probably be uh, help, they'll probably be able to help you is that all we have to talk about gfx we don't have very many gfx people here today Maybe we can get some next time. Um, so my next topic is, what do people do on OPB on a daily basis? Because like, we have our mods, there's lid and zombie admins, Whitebeard's a global mod, I'm a narrator, and then we have you other people. What what do you do? Do you stay most of the RP? Do you stay Marpy games, GFXing? What do you do? Zombie, what do you do? That is a good question. What the... Zombie does what Zombie does. I handle anime upload. I maintain an anime server and movie server, as well as managing accounts. How, uh, how uh, I guess, strenuous do you think the, uh, the things that we don't see, the things you do for server maintenance that go on behind the scenes, how much work do you have to put in that we don't know about? For the anime server, um, the most strenuous part was setting it up and configuring everything. After that, it's just a matter of downloading each episode and uh, re-encoding it into MP4 and burning these subtitles into it, then uploading it to the server. Then I have to update the news, and that takes a total of about 10 minutes per week. The most strenuous part is probably account management. That's a link. Link, you haven't said anything. Yeah, where the hell is Link? I'm just listening. Link is being killed by chickens right now. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> nah, I just want to get So I wanted to mention that people want to talk about They asked about the day-to-day aspects of the uh, And while I think that people who have their specialties to stick more to their areas, RPAs to RP, GFXers to the GFX section, uh, I feel like our, our general discussion areas do a very good job of bringing it in together. Uh, I know we have a thread, uh, uh, I believe it's Don, that, uh, out, that's not specific to any one aspect of the forum where people can come and post. And then I know a very popular thread for the entire forum with the random GIF thread where people seem to have a lot of fun. I would have to say that uh, daily stuff that I do on the site is uh, Mafia occurs fairly regularly, but I initially joined the site and come back because of all the uh, anime and manga discussion. We've got all kinds of series. It's not just limited to One Piece. I mean, we've got Naruto discussions for every chapter that come out, and we talk about uh, Fairy Tale and Bleach regularly as well. And there are also smaller communities within the um, discussions about things that people might not know a lot about series that are uh, manwas, like Feng Shenji. You've got a Noblesse. Uh, you've got Tower of God. There are all kinds of commu- uh, communities in One Piece Bay, within One Piece Bay, that are dedicated to these uh, series that I would never get to discuss if I wasn't a member of OPB. As some, as someone has pointed out, actually, in our uh, side stream, uh, you bring up stuff like Tower of God, and I think that's a very interesting aspect because you can see the animes that are... Uh, don't like you said. Don't necessarily have a place where people can get together to talk about. And I think that sense of community, where not not everybody knows one piece specifically, 
but there's still people here keeping a light with. That's, a, that's an amazing aspect of One Piece Day. It honestly keeps me coming back. Uh, I honestly think that the uh, daily talking to members is probably some of my greatest uh, enjoyment that I get out of One Piece Day, no matter what it is. Yeah, I definitely agree. Do you think that there's a more efficient way that you can bring uh, the members that don't usually branch out of certain sections together to actually want to participate in other things? Um, myself, one way I do that is, you know, every member has their own signature and avatar. And in my signature, I have a, a link to the Mafia community for newer members to sign up in Academy Games or just look at the rules. And I also have a mention of my favorite series that I already talked or mentioned, uh, Feng Shenji. And just by putting that in my signature, I helped introduce at least a handful of people to the series that had never heard of it and probably would never have heard of it. And I also had people communicate me that had been reading it for a long time. And it just opened up a whole discussion that I never imagined happening. And then here we are today with the uh, podcast, which in a way is was created. It finds its origin in the fact that uh, people with not necessarily similar interests were drawn to each other through a central point that we all share. Cool. Um, so we've discussed roleplay, mafia, JFX, and discussions. Um, Let's just talk about the One Piece anime now. Just the One Piece anime. Seeing as we are a One Piece forum, I guess we should know, should talk about it, being a One Piece bad podcast. So, there are some people who haven't watched it or, or haven't watched it up to current, so I'm just going to ask the people that do watch it, <laughs> um, who has watched the latest episode? There was an episode that just came out three hours ago. Has anyone watched Yeah, I have. I'm, a I'm actually going to watch it after the podcast. Yeah, same here. Okay. Okay, so we won't talk about that one now. Um, so talk about that. How about, no, no, no. What about the arc that's coming up now? What have you liked about it so far that you've seen in the anime? I personally love the way that they introduced the toys and uh, some of the characters that have cooler voices than I would have imagined for them in my head. Um, like, uh, Fujitora Isho. Oops, sorry, I shouldn't talk about him. <laughs> he will not be named. We'll bleep that out. Fix it in post. Um, okay, not to worry. Fujitora was that. Will be happening. Fujitora was, has been in the anime, but we haven't seen much of the anime. So we'll go back. How did everyone like Punk Hazard? How did we all enjoy Punk Hazard and how it Punk Hazard was okay. Um... I won't say it was like the most amazing arc ever, actually. I think there's a lot that's better. But it was quite good. The action scenes were quite good as well. A lot of the fights were enjoyable to watch. Um, I especially liked the lore fights um, versus Smoker and obviously versus Virgo. Well, it wasn't really a versus, but I liked understanding a bit more about his Devil Fruit as well, which I think wasn't that explained until that point. You got more of a clear understanding of how it worked. I personally loved seeing yep. uh, seeing Aokiji or uh, Kuzan come back and you know protect Smoker from being killed. That was that was probably the top moment for me. Yeah, you know I can't uh, I can't wait to see the rest of this arc animated just from uh, reading the manga and uh, Kuzan coming back. That was definitely uh, that was definitely a key moment for me as well. Like I said, oh. I'm on I'm on freaking Crocodile and Luffy fighting, so I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'll probably catch up in about three years. Basically, badass fights badass and badass. Spoilers! Spoilers! I don't mind spoilers, it's fine. 
I don't I don't think uh El Keep is coming back uh in itself is as important to me as what he's coming back as. Like, you know, they've kinda kept it a little bit of a mystery, like it's leaving you guessing, but at the same time it's like, is he really that like of all things he could have came back as, he comes back as that. And that I think is like my favorite part of this upcoming life. On a sort of subtopic, um what would you consider, uh, this goes out to anyone, as the most impactful moment um, that you've experienced watching a One Piece anime? Like, what was the moment that really sort of hit you the most? Um, I can imagine everyone's going to say, like, Marine Ford, but... Oh, you can't. You can't ask that question. That's, <laughs> that's too much of a smoke. I can answer that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say... I can totally that. answer that. I can totally answer that. Okay, so from what I've seen so far, the thing that's impacted me the most I think it's because Zoro's currently my favorite character. And the thing that really hit me at heart is when he just basically threw his arms out and let Mihawk, or whatever his name is, big cool guy, uh, basically just slash him right in the stomach after he lost. And he got, I think he still has that huge scar now. But yeah, he yeah, was he, fighting, yeah, he was fighting him. And apparently he's supposed to be the greatest swordsman on the Grand Line. And after he lost, Zoro just stood there and took the last slot like a fucking man. And he was apparently supposed to die, but still lives. Like that, that, that's amazing. No oh, man, wait until you get to wait until you get to Thriller Bar, because that was honestly it's the same kind of badass the badassness that you expect from Zoro, and it's just on a whole other scale. You've really got to try and watch ahead if you get the chance, man. Yeah, yeah. As I keep watching, I'm gonna bet money that throughout the entire series, Zoro is just a badass character on there. I I, I just feel it. I think the uh, the part that hit me the most was uh, pretty much the. Uh, the Nami's arc, whenever we found out what, uh, who Nami was, and then, uh, we just found out that Arlan was screwing with her all along, and then she just started stabbing her arm, uh, where the tattoo was located, and then, uh, Luffy just went, put his, uh, she asked for help, and then he put his hat on her, and said, hell yeah, and then went and beat the shit out of Arlan. That was like the best thing ever. See, my, myself, personally, um, the most <clears throat> impactful moment I found was, during the saga with CP9, when Luffy was rescuing Robin, essentially, I thought the, the whole emotion behind that and uh, the willingness to sacrifice herself, essentially, to, to protect all of them, and then still being protected by them in the end, and the fact that Luffy never gave up on someone he considered to be a friend, that's probably the most impactful moment for me. Yeah, or whenever uh, Nami was sick, and then uh, in the chopper arc, in which Nami was sick, and then uh, Luffy carried uh, Nami with his teeth up a mountain using his bare arms. Yes, the whole Lucy Chang for this girl is definitely a big Actually, you want to do something about User that? In your channel was yeah, done. From the server. Honestly, I, I want to ask a question to everyone who watches the anime. Uh, is it just me, or do you keep on coming back to the anime because of just the characters themselves? Their little idiosyncrasies and the things that they have that make them who they are, like Zoro always getting lost, or like Chopper having un being unable to control his emotions, or just Frankie being User Frankie. Everyone's got their own out. little thing that makes them so unique that that's what keeps me coming back, to be honest. I actually think that's the reason why throughout the years One Piece has remained part of the big three and has been able to be so successful. I mean, when you look at Naruto or Bleach, even now they're saying that it's dying, but One Piece is still going strong. And I think that's actually 
because he does so well of a writer like that. Like, even the fillers, fillers are technically fillers, they're still interesting. I think that's the reason why it's still such a good anime, and anybody can go back and watch it and we'll continue watching it. Another thing that, that's interesting is when you go to YouTube and search One Piece, you get these, a lot, lot of, like, funny videos of the scenes, and then when you rewatch them, you're like, you have this feeling of watching the anime again. And uh, that's kind of what, what I like about One Piece, that no matter how much time has passed, and if you watch some epic scene from, like, past, you just want to watch it again. And as someone, like, uh, I'm not... I'm not real far into the anime, but I have tried. And I have, uh, I've always considered One Piece of comedy, personally. But the writer does an amazing job. There's a certain art, I believe it's the Marine Corps art, uh, and the pure emotion in that. Uh, there, there's not comedy there. And that is one of the greatest things I have ever watched. I I'm, I'm not above admitting piece... that I cried during the Marine Corps art. <laughs> Seriously, it was so good. I, I don't think. think... Go ahead. Okay, I think the. Uh, I think what. Uh, why. Why is it so. Uh, entertaining or so attractive is simply because the uh, author is able to create a world where you feel that you can belong to. Uh, Naruto or uh, Bleach in this case are just worlds in which it's just like, wow, these people are just way beyond me. I just really will not be able to live here because I don't have chakra or I'm not a. Uh, Shinigami, but I am, but I am a normal human being, and as a normal human being, I can unlock the uh, secrets of Haki and all that kind of stuff. I can be part of this world, interact, uh, and you don't feel the same in, with other animes. All right, I know this is off topic. I know this is kind of off topic, and it's kind of late in the podcast to be saying this, but again, I fucking love your voice, man. It's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've literally been waiting this entire podcast to fucking say that. As far as, like, the One Piece anime goes, I, I find myself going back to it, like, on and off. I really do like it, but sometimes I feel like it drags on with all the filler they put in between. It's not as bad as other series, though. I mean, Fairy Tail and Bleach and Naruto all have much more filler and of worse... Uh, it's it's not even really content, in my opinion, a lot of the times. But even the One Piece filler, it can be enjoyable. Yeah, the, yeah, the other series really fillers, like they entirely di- diverge from the actual story. But the thing that I like about One Piece is that if you're watching a filler and you don't, you're not like keeping up with the manga, you don't actually realize that it's a filler. Just like the recent one, um, where they, just before the uh, Dress Rose arc, you, I actually didn't feel like it was a filler. With a brain yeah, and the yeah. peto peto. For- yeah. Yeah, I think that's one reason why One Piece is so good, and I think it's one reason why it's going to be a great anime and can continue running for as long as it really wants to still keep people interested. Because you don't have all those horrible, horrible 20-long episode fillers that people just go, ugh, I don't want to watch it no more. Do you guys have your favorite devil fruits? Yes, definitely. I like the yes. uh, float fruit, fruit. The reason why I like the float fruit, fruit is because I'm a fan of the ring. Ah, ring. like fan first. I'm a fan of Reningon and Naruto, so the actual idea of controlling gravity and making things close and levitate is just like epic to me. So I love Float Float Fruit, definitely beyond any other one, Float Float Fruit. Monet? Uh, for me, I really like Mon Marco's Devil Fruit. I don't know what it's called, but it's definitely a Zoan type, and it's the Phoenix one. I just think that he should come back soon because I want to see the extent, um, how just how immense his power is. You stole my favorite one. If I had to pick a second, it would be uh, Pels from Alabasta with the fly. I love being able to fly, and having one of those five 
flying fruits would make my life, honestly. Kikia? <laughs> Kikia haven't talked much. What Are you there? Can make you fly? I want to see who will be the mystery number 10 um, straw hat. Rebecca? I think it's uh, I think Jinbi is already Jinbi is already in the crew or yeah, he will join later but yeah but he doesn't count yet because he's not part of of them yet he said that he will join later but not now I have a strong feeling that there will be, be no I really hope it's a girl you're right moment but I would have to say that uh this arc there's going to be like at least Kinemon and Momo and the other third samurai traveling with them on their way to zoo and then to uh Probably Wano Kuni. So there's there's a lot left to happen. I hopefully will get a female, maybe samurai, female samurai from Wano Kuni would be pretty awesome. I think there will be at least two people that will join uh, after this arc. But wait, I don't think we are spoiling to uh, Keuto, <laughs> and he just and he just told me that he didn't want to be spoiled. Yeah, let's um yeah. on on a different topic. Out of um the arcs that you've seen. With, uh, for example, Marine Ford, there were so many characters introduced in Marine Ford. Um, did anyone have a favorite sort of character that was introduced in that particular arc? Yeah, let's let's Marco. stick with favorite uh, Devil Fruit and and the character. We're going on the list. Yeah, we'll do it from back, back there on the Marine Ford sort of section, so we don't go too far ahead and spoil anyone. Josie, the Diamond Diamond Fruit, block anything, squirrely. I don't know about you guys, but I want to see Kobe k- kicking ass. I mean, he, we haven't seen him so long. Oh, he's such a fan. <laughs> he got <laughs> He's such a coward, man. Does he change? Like, is there some part in anime where he stops being such a goddamn pussy? Please. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to say yeah. yes. Yeah. Please be Like, when I Just first saw him, the first thing he reminded me of was, like, freaking Sakura back when she was that annoying person gobbling over Sakura, except more of a pussy. That's, that's what I saw. And he has the hair, too. It's just, ah, ew! When you say Sakura when she was annoying, I assume you're talking about the last chapter in that case. No, I'm talking about the first thing, when the only thing she fucking says is, Sasuke, 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 ah, that fucking Sakura at the very beginning. Hate her. Of course that leads to soccer being popular. I may be a little I'm not sure of the distribution distribution of the arcs, so maybe a little bit on I really like Silvers. I just thought I thought he was such a cool character. We're going to vote Rayleigh? Yes, sir. Oh, man, he's so awesome. I don't think he... He doesn't have a devil fruit, but he's one of the strongest characters alive, is my guess. I like Whitebeard. I think I've uh, already made this... I think I've already made it clear, but I kind of like Zoro. He's a freaking badass. As far as I know, he doesn't have a devil fruit yet, but he's still, like, one of the most strongest people on there. But yeah, he's definitely badass. You know what? To be completely honest, my favorite person is Sogei King, and I wish that they would bring him back correctly i just happened to the one the few episodes during our uh, rescue robin arc and then just doing away completely with him is like kind of upset upsetting to me i gotta what disagree he- man usop usop has become mansop after the time skip man he's he's not gonna go back to soga king that's what he hides behind when he's being all cowardly and 
I can't go on this island because I'm going to die itis. <laughs> I get that, but even then, well, never mind. I'm not going to say nothing else as far as uh, the rest of the chapters. Never mind. But still, wish Soga King would come back. Man, Sop is still kind of... I love uh, the Soga King. Yeah, it was a cool-ass costume and mask. He actually had a bounty based on that, so I, I, I'm pretty sure they will bring him back. I actually have a question. Uh, out of all the professions, uh, skill professions, like entertainer and chef, what is all y'all's favorite? Mine is particularly entertainer. That's probably because I play violin and all that, and I actually like to entertain. But what are y'all's? Well, my favorite, I'm just going to say, is uh, Brooke. <laughs> no, no, not the characters, uh, the professions. Like, would you rather be the chef, the navigator, the entertainer, or what? I would rather be the doctor. fucking awesome. <laughs> I want to be the captain, man. I don't want to have to have any jobs. Just give me my money. Captain is like that. I'd say Smith, definitely Smith. If you're talking about it in terms of um, roleplay professions, if you're talking about the professions in the actual One Piece series, then uh, yeah, I'm just going to be a scumbag and say captain because you know he doesn't do anything but fight. No, no, no. Everyone relies on the. I would be a uh, scientist shooting my lasers. I guess I'll have to give out mammograms. I actually. I loved uh, the way they introduced cooking in the anime. I thought it was so cool how they glorified it. Uh, it just, it looked so amazing to just be able to make food. You know, I guess I'll go ahead and be the oddball and say that uh, I like navigation. You know, Nami with that commentary, she's a beast that I don't think she gets as much credit as what people would should have given her for her upgraded comic attack and everything else with the new series. It's just, it's just badass. You just can't beat lightning and wind and all of that stuff combined all into one. It's ridiculous. I actually like uh, marksmanship. And we haven't seen many marksmen except Usopp and uh, the guy from Blackbeard's crew. So I want to really see more of that. Who was the character? Um, there was a marksman, wasn't there? He was like, um, supposed to be one of the best um, marksman, gunslingers, whatever in the series. Yeah, I think so it yeah. was quite early. There's, uh, a few, there's a few really strong uh, marksmen. There's Usopp, Yasop, his father. There's Van Auger, the guy from Blackbeard's crew. And then probably the strongest of them all is Ben Beckman from yeah, uh, Shanks' from, crew. From Shanks, yeah. Like even, was, even, even Kizaru was afraid of him when he showed up kind of like out of nowhere. <laughs> I love that scene. I think he was just screwing with him because he could have easily just teleported away. That's what he did. You don't, I don't know think what so, ben man. Batman I think has. I think he was. I think he was actually like, I'm not gonna mess around right now because he I'm fucking totally raised his with hand, him. and he's like, no, I'm not gonna mess around with him. That being said, I feel a lot of the thoughts in that act seem like um, people were sort of holding back a little bit. I didn't really feel like Mihawk, for example. He was so heavily hyped up in the in the early series, and then to see him like, I mean, he would have easily destroyed most of the people there but to see him coming against division commanders and stuff they seem to fight on quite equal terms and i didn't really expect that i expected being the best swordsman in the world apparently to convey sort of the ability to fight almost anyone i would have almost put him on admiral level before i saw the um marine ford saga almost i feel like uh but, but being the best doesn't mean you're that far in front of everyone. Being the best means you're only a little bit further. Because them first divisions or all the divisions were Whitebeard's crew, like Whitebeard's crew. So like, yeah, being the best wouldn't put you too far ahead. I don't think. Like he did destroy most people. And I feel like uh, uh, even though they're the best, they do realize that if they were to fight each other, there's going to be a hell lot of stuff going on. Like uh, I don't want to talk about the war, but. 
if there were only two like very strong people fighting, they'll probably wreck up the entire islands than they are on. Well, I mean, yeah. if you look at the Punk Hazard arc, I won't spoil anything from the arc, but if you look at the Punk Hazard arc itself, you can see the effect that two very strong exactly, people fighting yeah. has. And I think that's the reason they're not revealing their full power yet. Maybe it's going to be revealed later, but yeah. Especially if their power for me is a devil fruit based, because I mean, if that scale destruction happens regularly, the odds are someone is going to end up in the ocean eventually, because there's not going to be anything left for them to fight on. Exactly. As so far as had that, go ahead. Like, yeah, end up. Uh, we saw a white beard. Was they said he was the man who could destroy the world. So. The power level of these characters has to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, it almost seemed like hard at the start. You know, when they say stuff like that, you expect it to be hard. But after watching that saga with him in it, I genuinely believe he could just sort of turn up somewhere and end an entire, like an island in general. He could just turn up and destroy it, like by himself, if he really wanted to. He'd just send it to the bottom of the ocean, probably. He could, but uh, like I said, I think they're holding back a lot of characters were holding back powers. Because if they were to do that, they will probably destroy their own allies too and all that stuff. Unless you have ice. <laughs> I'm really excited, and I hope this, I don't think this is a spoiler because they've been talked about before, at least uh, definitely in the anime, but we've got two potential uh, Yonko to see, but I think we've got a, a while before that happens. As far as go in One Piece, who would you want to see fight who? I would love to see a Yonko versus Yonko sort of battle, like two of the the entire brigades and the whole crew, basically, of two clash, just to see what the the power difference really is between the two sort of superpowers, I guess, of the the pirate world. I'd want to see Nami. I'd want to see Nami and Robin in a fight again. I would actually like to see a flashback. Uh, I would like to see how Shanks got his car. He said that he was in a serious fight with Blackbeard before the, uh, the, uh, his devil fruit. Yeah, I think that will definitely be shown or at least talked about and given some background. I mean, in all honesty, can any of you really see um, like Blackbeard pre-devil fruit? I can't imagine him landing a fair hit on Shanks. I can't imagine it being like a completely fair hit because he's just not that sort of character. And I don't think they've portrayed him as that sort of character. He seems more the type that would like sucker punch him after the fight had ended or they just said okay that's enough and then he'd hit him yeah. afterwards i totally agree he just like comes out of nowhere and scratches him with those claws <laughs> i think that's why it'd be interesting to see what ha- what what happened between shanks and blackbeard like how did he even get that powerful it's uh they hinted, they hinted towards his body being weird i don't Blood know twist. uh shanks and blackbeard were having really rough kinky sex <laughs> on that note, I think that we. On that note, I think repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. I, I missed it. You're I wasn't listening. We drifted into Yowie fantasies. <laughs> oh, sorry, yo. Get him his bed voice is killing me. On that right, note, no, no, completely off think. topic. Jesus, oh, no, Zoro will die anyway. Zoro dies. Thank everyone for it. Shut up, Link. He will die. Really? Give him one thing. Thing. It's a fuck you and your <laughs> fuck you and your thank yous. Thank you for coming and seeing this Pierre, fucking podcast. Pierre, shut up. Exactly. Fuck thank you for coming to see this podcast. Thank you for talking in this podcast, everyone. It's been great. We have finished up now. 
Um, this has been good. We're good first first no, podcast no, no, first, we gotta and we got to do the outro. You really want to call the song? Yeah. The outro can be sent in the corner. Y'all kicked me out, and I I missed the introduction, so y'all y'all gotta owe it to me. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we'll be back next time. Don't know when these will be coming out. Maybe a week, maybe a month. Who knows? And, um, yeah, it's been good. He's done it without being song. T- no. We'll do it in favour. Who's in favour of having any help for us on? I like Xander singing it in a woman's voice. And then without... So Blizzard just <laughs> cut it off when I finish talking. And then add Xander singing. Blizzard, don't forget, you're singing with me. We're doing a duet, remember? Yeah, sure. I'm all for it. Do you want to sing along? I'll just put it on. Anybody can sing along if you want, but me and Blizzard have to sing. You got uh, Rex, you put up the song in the background. Yeah, I'll put the song on now, you can just sing along to it. You guys join too, it'll be very, very awkward for me. I don't, I don't know what that is. Wait awkward, I'm going to sing with you. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to join. <laughs> How am I awkward to sing with? You son of <laughs> Okay, okay you're ready Yay, in three seconds. Get ready, I'm, I'm putting it on in like three seconds. Okay. Three, two, no. 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 If y'all comes together, you know what to do. If y'all comes together, just win you. I thought he was thinking. What the hell are you saying? I think it's ringing dong or some shit. Turn that shit off. Oh my god. Turn that shit off. Zoro's dog's period. Turn that shit off. It's a terrible thing. I can't hear it, man. Here it is. Just a little thing together. You know what? Well, and with that, thank you for coming into the first Somebody pull the podcast. Hope to see you next time. <laughs> Seriously, thank you for listening, but if you're still listening, I don't know what to say. Your channel. Stop recording. I think we're going to be